0: The programs you hear on Real Presence Radio are brought to you in part by Sacred Heart School in East Grand Forks.
1: Your child's full potential is within reach at Sacred Heart School.
0: Sacred Heart School is more than just one thing. When you combine all those things together, you have that holistic education of mind, body, and soul.
1: It's very rare to see a school that has all that we have to offer. Everything is enveloped in faith here and that forms the whole person. It's my second home almost. You're always looked out for and you're always cared for here. The one thing that sets Sacred Heart apart is we can learn about our faith, practice our faith, and share our faith openly. Curious about Sacred Heart School? Consider attending one of our upcoming admission events or contacting the admission office at yourchildmatters.org.
0: Sacred Heart School, forming mind, body, and soul. Experience the Sacred Heart difference. Get ready to ship off to Bible Boot Camp, the 10th annual Know Your Faith Competition. Join host Father Craig Hochulter and Father Justin Waltz Wednesday, January 30th, beginning at 11 a.m. Central, as five Catholic schools from across North Dakota and Minnesota battle to see who knows their faith best. It's the Know Your Faith Competition, Wednesday, January 30th, sponsored in part by Lunseth Plumbing and Heating, Therapy Solutions, Professional Computer Services, Production Service Agronomy, Napoleon Livestock, Fisher Industries, Ladies, and Flex Furniture and Appliances.
2: If you felt God's call to serve the church, FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic Philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu serve.
1: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now, back to the show. Oh,
3: yeah, and we are back with more Real Presence Live. We're chugging along, moving into the second hour with more audio goodness. Going where angels fear to trap. That's exactly right. And, you know, there's, a, there's that, that part in the, uh, in the New Testament where St. Paul talks about how the Lord has given him a thorn in the flesh to keep him from being too elated. Yes. We have that same reality. Eli, can you give us the weather?
4: I sure can. You know, Brad, I was I was gonna get uh, get mad at you in the last uh, the last hour because you started to talk about how cold it was outside, and you know that's that, uh, that, that, that's my thing alert, to do here. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> alrighty, here's your regional weather update on the Real Presence Radio Network in the Clara City, Minnesota area. Patchy blowing snow, partly sunny and cold, with the temperature falling to about minus twenty by five. Tonight, areas of blowing snow before midnight, partly cloudy with a low around minus 32, and wind chills down to about minus 59. Uh. Right now in Clara City, it's minus 11. Around Park River, North Dakota, patchy blowing snow, partly sunny and cold with a steady temperature around minus 24. Wind chills down to about minus 56. (laughs) I see a pattern. (laughs) Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around minus 35, and wind chills down to about minus 58. Current temp is minus 26. For South Prairie, North Dakota, patchy blowing snow before 5, mostly sunny and cold with a high near minus 16 and wind chills down to about minus 45. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around minus 29 and wind chills down to about minus 50. Right now, it's minus 19. For the White Owl, South Dakota area, mostly sunny with a high near 6 above, with wind chills values between minus 17 and minus 22. Tonight, a chance of snow, increasing clouds with a low around minus 11 and wind chills down to about minus 30. Current temperature is minus 6. In in the area around Cook, Minnesota, scattered, scattered flurries, mostly cloudy and cold, with a high near minus 18, and wind chills down to about minus 45. <laughs> and tonight, scattered flurries between midnight and 1, mostly cloudy with a low around 30, minus 35, and wind chills down to about minus 55. Ugh. Current temperature is minus 22. So across pretty much the whole area, it's going to be cold and bitter, and uh, just stay safe inside and bundled up uh, in temperatures this, we- or this cold at... Only takes about five minutes to get uh, frostbite on exposed skin surfaces. So stay yep. safe out there,
3: and even less than that to lose the will to go on. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, you know,
3: honestly, my brother lives here in Fargo, and last night he sent a screenshot and saying, you know, maybe we should just move here for the next couple of days. And this is the forecast for Antarctica. <laughs> um, the high is negative eleven for today, Whoa. with the low of twenty-five below. Tomorrow's the high of negative nine. With a low of 27 below. They are warmer in Antarctica <laughs> this is not than right. we are in Fargo these next couple days. Oh, no.
5: And Antarctica is <laughs> m- more cold than our, uh, the other
3: uh, yeah. extreme. We should move south uh, for the winter.
5: Wow. Very south. Wow.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> this is atrocious. But nonetheless, <laughs> we continue to soldier on. And we are happy now. That we get to be happy, that, and be joined <laughs> by uh, Father Matt Schmitz uh, from Sacred Heart School in East Grand Forks. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning. So, Father, there's some thought here that you and your cohort at yeah. Sacred Heart somehow cooked up this cold. Yeah. Because the Know Your Faith competition that was scheduled for tomorrow has been canceled, and you guys are the reigning champs. So is there something to that? Well, our kids
6: were looking forward to going. I think they thought they have a pretty good chance at uh, taking the trophy again. So hopefully it will be rescheduled soon, but I don't think the kids are disappointed to be staying home today
5: and tomorrow. (laughs) Great accolades to your team, Father Schmitz, because (laughs) last year you guys took care of business because I remember being there and watching your team. Your team... Took no time at all to answer each question. You were the. It seemed like you were the first to answer the question. You answered them correctly, and you really kind of shut everybody else out. Really, it, it was it was quite impressive, I must say, even in an uh, adversarial role yeah. here. Very yep. impressive.
6: Yeah, and I mean to be honest, I was just ordained a year and a half ago, and so I was new and getting settled into Sacred Heart and learning everyone uh, who everyone is as the new chaplain, and that was. One of the things that did not get, make it to my calendar last year, and so I was disappointed to not be able to attend. Um, it doesn't surprise me that three students, uh, Bill and Jack White and uh, Louis Zimpric, who were there, um, they very much have a love for the faith and they're, both, they're all three just very uh, smart kids and invested. And so uh, it didn't surprise me at all that they took the trophy keep the trophy
3: home. So. And, and uh, you know, father, we have to say too, that the, the one part of that being so impressive is this was only your second year participating in the know your faith competition, right? The, your first year you took runner up and then last year you took home the gold, right? Right. Yeah, that's correct. So. So
5: wow. That's a pretty impressive track record you've got there. So. It is. It is. And you guys know your stuff. So we, next year we have to be ready. Yeah. Ready absolutely. to go.
3: And yeah. So, well, and hopefully too, uh,
6: I, I'm hoping that it's going to be rescheduled uh, even this year. So it would not, I would love to be able to get down there and to witness the competition and see what the other schools bring as well. I just think it's a great way to celebrate Catholic schools week and, uh, It's just good to get the kids of the different schools together.
3: Absolutely. And I see, I've got a note here that kind of goes off what you're saying there, Father. It says, due to the extremely cold temps expected on Wednesday, the Know Your Faith competition, which has been set to begin at 11 a.m. Central, has been postponed. It doesn't say canceled. Okay. Again, due to the extreme cold, the Know Your Faith competition scheduled for Wednesday, 11 a.m. has been postponed. Officials are hoping to reschedule, and we will keep you updated on that for now the Know Your Faith competition for Wednesday has been postponed. And let's say it one more time. The Know Your Faith competition <laughs> has been postponed. We will bring regular daily programming instead. So, How
5: about a nice 75 degree day in late April or early May?
3: That, there you go. That sounds good. That seems like a better idea,
5: <laughs> honestly. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, that's, that's awesome. But you got to participate then last year, Father, in the competition. Uh, our, students, our students did, yep. The students did, okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's from what I've heard, it's just a, it's an electric environment. The it is. Know Your Faith competition. Yeah. You said you were there, Father. R- yeah, well, Roy. right.
5: You know, and I've been there for many years now. And so, the first of all, you have your school competition, and that's people want to win that. Y- mm-hmm. Your students want to win. They want. To, they want to have school bragging rights mm-hmm. first and foremost. For and sure. Then, then the next day, you're able to participate in the state. Yeah. So it's great, and you know, I would love to see one day it be a national thing. Yeah, so you have regional sure. contests, be and great. then and then you have like all expenses paid trip to wherever. I am pushing for Detroit, Michigan, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it's my hometown. But uh, to to go to a national competition and crown one school as the champ of the United States that would of be awesome. That'd be great.
3: So, Father, had the uh, had the school competition already taken place at this point, or was that scheduled for today, or uh, what's the what's the status with your team?
6: Yeah, it took place uh, this past Friday. We kind of do it on the we do it on the Friday leading up to Catholic Schools Week, so it's a nice way to kind of do a pre kickoff for the week. So, our freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, uh, the whole school is gathered, but each of those four classes have three representatives. Mm. Uh, that represent their class, and basically for those who haven't been a part of the Know Your face competition before, it's kind of in the form of Jeopardy style. So there are three rounds. Um, we go through the first round asking questions of different point values. Each team uh, writes out their answer, and then they're all projected on an overhead at the same time, and so we can see right away who the winner of it, of uh, that, who gets those questions correctly. And then at the end of the first round, um, there are just a lot of fun games that happen in the midst of it. So um, we pull down students in the bleachers from each class. So things like you have to dig all seven gummy worms out of the cream pie without using your hands. Um, three-legged race, different things like that just to kind of get the other students involved while they tally the points. And we go into round two. And then, finally, round three, like the final round of Jeopardy, they're able to wager uh, their,
5: their points.
6: Their yeah. Your points. So, it was very interesting. This year, our junior and senior class were very close, um, and they both wagered absolutely everything. Oh, wow. And uh, our seniors, who Bill, Jack, and Lily, again, uh, won the competition really? for their class in the school. So, they will be returning... As the reigning champs
5: to the the state Know your face competition.
3: Great. Wow. Does that happen, with Father LaCroix, that, that you'll have students representing a couple of years in a row very often in your yeah, experience?
5: Yeah, because if they're proficient one year, they're I they are probably yep. even more. And, you know, we've had uh, a sophomore team actually win not only our school, but the state. Really? <laughs> it was the first Excellent. time ever that a wow. sophomore team won the state. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Father Justin Waltz, who's the dean of uh, schools there in the Bismarck Diocese. He's really kind of the mover and the shaker, yeah. the one that organizes all this. So, one uh, of I the thought, sons of thunder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. One of the Sons of Thunder, uh, Father Justin Walls, thank you for all you do to make the Know Your State uh, Faith Contest uh, enjoyable and also real. Awesome.
3: Well, so, Father, does, so what you were describing is the way that the, the team is picked for the school, right? It, does it happen in the same way for the individual class, which three kids are representing a class, or how does that work?
6: Uh, that the, each class basically determines who they want to represent their class
3: oh, okay. at the school competition. Okay. So, that's kind of an election, basically. They just basically okay. Yep. Excellent. Well, hopefully it does get rescheduled. And I, I see that uh, if people are missing the competition and they want to, they can go back. Uh, they can watch the Facebook broadcast from last year. Oh yeah. And they can also podcast from last year. Uh, it's on the website here at yourcatholicradiostation.com. dot com. So you can you can get your
5: your fix uh, for the meantime until yeah. it gets rescheduled. And it's great to learn something. You know, you you. Or ask the question, and, you know, you can play along with it and see if yeah. you know the answer. And it's a great way to learn something about your faith, and that's what Catholic Schools Week is all about, learning more about our faith, learning more about Jesus so that we can know Him more, love Him more, serve Him more, yeah. and we love Catholic Schools Week.
3: So, Father Matt, um, is this something that is open to adults, or is it just the students that are present there? Because I would think as, a, as an adult, as a parent, it's like, that'd be really awesome to see a bunch of kids who are enthused about their faith.
6: Right. Um, at the state level, I'm not sure. I do know kind of one of the perks for the students here is that whichever class wins the school competition, uh, their whole class gets the day off from class to get on the bus and drive to the state ah. competition to cheer their classmates on. Sweet. So the senior class is excited about that, to have that day off <laughs> from school, uh, to be at Chanley cheering on Bill, Jack, and Willie.
5: That is sweet. So there's a couple perks in there for the winners, you know. I, yeah,
3: I guess. Right? Is exactly. there pizza too? I mean, because that's that's like a you know always a given when you win something, right? Pizza. There must be. I
5: would say There <laughs> <must be. laughs> There's a free meal in there somewhere too. So, but exactly. Father, uh, talk a little bit about Catholic Schools Week. What does that mean to you guys there at Sacred Heart?
6: Right. So Catholic Schools Week this year, the theme is Learn, Serve, Lead, and Succeed. Mm. And so um, a lot of different events that we had planned on this past weekend, the ministries at our weekend Masses, many of them were filled by uh, our school students. Even having kids as young as uh, third and fourth grade proclaiming the first and the second reading at Mass, um, our school choirs sang at a few of the Masses. So just nice for the parish to be able to see our kids involved in ministries. Yesterday we had a uh, praise and worship off, yeah. and so it's just great to see the church pack wow. and the elementary school students leading the high school students uh, just singing their hearts out in praise of God, uh, which was it's always fun and uplifting, a great way to start the day and to start the week with the little ones. Um, other events that we have planned, and we're going to try and work as many of them in as we can, considering we're closed today and tomorrow. Mm. There's dress-up days every day. Um, our high school students We'll go over to the other elementary schools in the greater Grand Forks area, so they'll be going over to St. Michael's and Holy Family St. Mary's to read to the students there. Uh, The high school students will also read to our own elementary students. Um,
5: That's great. and then
6: we end end the week with uh, a greater Grand Forks all-school mass, so that'll be at Holy Family this year, so... Uh, all of the schools will come together, and Bishop Folder will preside at that Mass for us. So uh, just a great way to celebrate our
5: Catholic faith. That's great. That sounds like you guys have a full week here. Absolutely. That's a great way to celebrate uh, our Catholic faith and identity.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to applaud you once again on uh, retaining the trophy for a little bit longer anyway, Father, you and the team. Well, thank you. And uh, we want to thank you also for being on with us this morning and, and wish you a, a really good, Great uh, Catholic Schools Week, what you guys get of it. I mean, (laughs) these next couple days excluded, I guess. Exactly. So, well, thank you very much, and stay warm. All right, God bless. You too. God bless you. All right, we're moving right along this morning on Real Presence Live, and it's time for another quick break. When we return, we'll hear how sacred music, Mm. or scared music, sometimes it's spelled, has been, has changed through the years And we'll visit with Bishop Lavore from New Ulm Right after we find out what's happening In your neck of the woods On the 10 minute tour All on the other side of the break On the RPR Network
0: This is Real Presence Live Local, engaging, live On the Real Presence Radio Network
1: this year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers, including Jim Caviezel, from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at CatholicsAtTheCapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging.
7: Like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Sea Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls.
0: Hi, everyone. Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Unipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877 795 This program on Real Presence Radio is brought to you in part by Shanley High School in Fargo. Shanley High
5: School has as its mission to teach the total person to foster the following of Christ as taught by the Catholic Church. We provide an environment where students can be, as St. John Paul II used to say, all that God created them to be to develop their gifts and talents. We have excellent educational programs where faith is integrated, including 80 course offerings. We offer advanced placement classes and dual credit programs, and our standardized test scores are consistently above the local, state, and national averages. We have specialists in vocal music, band, art, technology, and counseling. We have highly acclaimed speech and debate and athletic programs. Above all, we are determined to hand on the faith to our students so that they can be great citizens in this world and citizens of
0: heaven in the next. For more information, visit jp2schools.org. Chanley High School, a community inspiring excellence through faith, learning, and service. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more real presence live.
3: And we are happy that you're listening to the RPR network. This is uh, Brad Gray and Father Charles Lacroix. Hello. This morning on Real Presence Live, and we are getting ready. We're getting geared up. We're trying to get the uh, the diesel warmed up enough to get this bus going. <laughs> Detroit Ooh, Diesel. There it goes. Oh yeah. Cuz we are moving along with our 10-minute tour now. And to launch our tour, we're going to be speaking with Robert by phone about the uh, the River Falls fishing derby. Good morning to you, Robert. Good morning. How's it going down there? Well, we're still uh, still moving, so that's something. How about you guys?
5: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I guess everything's moving slow this morning. <laughs> How do you yeah. break through the ice, Robert? <laughs> oh,
2: we have about uh, five ice augers uh, that are go down about you know, two, three feet. <laughs> nice.
3: Thought maybe you used some explosives or something like
2: that. With <laughs> <this>. <laughs> well, we want the guys to come out and go fishing. We don't want them to
3: think. <laughs> <fish. laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So you got the 62nd annual ice fishing derby coming up. Tell us about that.
2: Right. Uh, February 10th from 1 to 3 p.m. We'll be out. If anybody knows, we're Northland Community College. We're basically across the road from there, right on the ice. And uh, we have a lot of fun. Last year, uh, in spite of the cold weather, we still had over 200 people out there
5: Ooh, fishing wow.
3: caught almost 100 fish. Whoa.
5: I like fish in the oh. wintertime.
3: So oh, yeah. You get some prizes for uh, catching the biggest fish there? We'll, we'll give away $100 for the biggest
2: northern and the biggest walleye. And uh, while people are out there, I think this year we're going to auction off one of our uh, ice augers. Uh, wow. So everybody can take a chance to get a used ice auger, but it won't cost them uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars to get it.
3: <laughs> Excellent. And so when people show up, do they are they having to use that auger and get their holes going, or what do you guys got going for them? We,
2: we have a crew that will go out and drill almost 400 holes wow. uh, before we get started. Yeah. So we have plenty of holes there, so anybody that wants to come out and go fishing, just bring in a fishing pole, uh, comfortable chair to sit in. Uh, we'll provide free minnows for anybody that wants to use them. So
3: Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. That's going to be the Fishing Derby in Thief River Falls, February 10th, from 1 to 3.
2: Right.
8: All
3: right. Well, we got to move along now. Thank you, Robert. Thank you so much. All
2: right. You have a great day.
3: You too. All right. The Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, is teaming up with the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls and the Classics Institute at Dakota State University in Madison in a new initiative which seeks to deepen conversation in the diocese and region as it relates to the Catholic intellectual life. It's a meeting of the minds as they gather for the first annual Aquinas Lecture, which will take place at the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Sioux Falls on January 31st at 7 p.m. and feature a talk entitled The Life and Thought of John Paul II by Joseph Bottom, the Director of classics, the Classics Institute at DSU. For more information, you can email Joe Rutten at Joseph.rutten. that's R-U-T-T-E-N, at mtmc.edu That's for Mount Mary, Marty College mtmc.edu And this is great because we just felt, celebrated the feast of St. Thomas Aquinas yesterday, right? Father That's King. right,
5: great day And thank you for that, Brad uh, Next, we have Digital Culture for Kids Today, Parent Seminar in Duluth, Minnesota So let me say that again It's a Digital <laughs> Culture of Kids Today parent seminar that's in Duluth, Minnesota. Please join the Stella Morris Academy community for the digital culture of kids parent presentation. Technology is a great thing, of course, but if used responsibly, uh, but digital issues like pornography, predators, social media, screen time, bullying, cyberbullying, anxiety, depression, concern, many families, of course, although many kids use technology well. Chris McKenna and the project Young Eyes team want to make sure families are prepared. They will unpack nine practical, actionable strategies families can implement as soon as they get home. These strategies are presented through a strong biblical and Catholic lens. Regardless of your technology aptitude, you will feel equipped and encouraged when you leave. So that's Wednesday, February 6th, 630 to 830 at the place Science Auditorium on the campus of the College of St. Scholastica.
3: And it is recommended that the presentation is PG-14. Yep. All right, we are uh, moving along to the Theology on Tap. We've got Brian on the phone. Good morning to you, Brian. Are you with us this morning, Brian?
8: Yes, good morning.
3: Excellent. Good morning to you. So tell us a little bit about the Theology on Tap coming up in Rochester.
7: Yeah, so as you know, Theology on Tap is a renewed international ministry focused on exploring tough issues on faith and life in a welcoming, familiar environment. So we take Catholic theology out into the world, out into a bar um, that people wouldn't otherwise hear about faith in. And we have topics ranging from holy humor to beauty to the sex abuse crisis. This evening, um, Father Tim Beeren from St. Charles, Minnesota, is coming in for a Grill the Priest session. So anything people have ever wanted to know about the church can be asked of Father Tim. And uh, he'll, he'll be there for two hours from 7 to 9 p.m. tonight at Kathy's Pub in Rochester, Minnesota.
5: Wow, so grill the priest for two hours. That's that's great. That's grueling. Yeah, it's grilling. <laughs> He's a brave man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I see that
3: you have a social that starts at 6, is that right?
7: That's right, yeah. So you can come and get out of the cold, get your beer. They've mastered the art of keeping the warm, the room warm. While the beer is cold, <laughs> so. that's
3: very ah! important. That is very important indeed.
5: Technology at its best. How long have you been doing yeah,
3: technology right, on exactly. tap, there, oh, Brian?
7: This is our second six-pack series. So we did our first one uh, this past summer at Pasquales here in Rochester, Minnesota, and um, we just started this one up January eighth.
3: All right. So that's that. You said it's at start. The social starts at six. The uh, talk begins that's at seven. Yep and uh, that's at Kathy's Pub in Rochester that's right excellent well we invite everyone to come and join in
7: so hey thanks so much
3: thanks for being on with us this morning all right we're moving along we uh, want to talk now about the harvesting hope uh, in the Abbey of the Hills this is on February 8th and 9th uh, next month harvesting hope it's an ecumenical farmer and spouse retreat the Abbey of the Hills fosters the rediscovery of peace more information about upcoming events can also be found at www.abbeyofthehills.org and this event, Harvesting Hope, is all about inviting farmers, farm couples to leave their worries and concerns behind and enjoy one night away come rediscover peace from the often stressful life on the farm this is a couples only retreat, no children please this ecumenical retreat will focus on hope, faith, communication with the spouse reduction of stress and of course, humor that's always a good thing. It begins on Friday, February 8th at 6.30 p.m. with supper, and it's going to conclude on Saturday, February 9th at 3 p.m. Uh, the cost its a free will offering for the cost, and no one will be t- turned away for the inability to pay. Uh, so, advanced registration is required, and you p- please visit the website of www.abbeyofthehills.org or call.
5: 605-398-9200 Awesome And Brad Another great way To support marriages The Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend In Mandan And couples Are you looking for The perfect gift To give your spouse's Valentine's Day This one is for you February 15th 16th and 17th In Mandan Listen with your spouse For God's message of love By exploring a Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend Once again That's February 15th Through the 17th In Mandan Early sign up Is re- recommended The deadline is February 11th to sign up. For more information, visit our website at ND, North Dakota, NDWWME.org. So Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend, NDWWME.org. Sign up there. Give your marriage a little boost.
3: Excellent. Well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real Presence Live. And if you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122 and we'd be happy to feature it. Yes, we would. All right, coming up, think of your favorite hymn from church growing up. Is it the same that you would call your favorite today? How has sacred music evolved over the years? Find out when we return on Real Presence Live and later, Bishop Lavor of the Diocese of New Arm will join us right here on your family of faith and hope.
0: Programming on the RPR Network is brought to you in part by Trinity High School in Dickinson.
4: Here at Trinity Junior High and High School, we think in terms of greatness. That's what a Titan lives for, to be great. We hold as a mission to educate the whole student, mind, body, and soul. We engage our minds in a rigorous curriculum placed upon Catholic identity. We run with our bodies in order to bring God glory. Our athletics and fine arts, all student clubs and organizations, move our bodies to glorify God. He gave them to us as gifts, and our prayer is to offer them back through the many activities Trinity offers our students. Our souls are educated to know and love God. The education takes place in numerous ways, but most importantly in our school chapel, designed to lead the heart closer to God and worship through the Holy Mass and the sacrament of life. Here at Trinity, we live to pursue greatness
0: in all ways, using our minds, bodies, and souls. We cheer on the Titans, knowing this is our reason for living to live in heaven forever. Trinity High School, part of the Dickinson Catholic Schools, educating the whole student, mind, body, and soul.
1: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things, but it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And we have
3: indeed returned with more Real Presence Live, and we are moving on now, and we're going to speak with Dr. Jared Osterman, who is the Cathedral Music Director and Artistic Director at St. Joseph's Cathedral in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Good morning to you, Dr. Osterman. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. What's your doctorate
9: in? Uh, My doctorate's in church music, which means uh, church music history, also organ and choral conducting.
3: Wow. Uh, Is that a common... Uh, doctor, I mean, do, can you go virtually anywhere for that, or do you have to go to just a few select uh, universities?
9: There's not that many anymore that mm. do that church music degree.
3: Yeah, I would I would imagine. That's excellent. Um, so when we speak of church music, uh, how long has music been a part of the liturgy?
9: Well, really, back to the very beginning. I mean, uh, the New Testament talks about singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual mm. songs, um, the very first patristic descriptions of music, and the Christian liturgy mentioned singing and music. Um, it's also important to remember that it grows out of the Jewish tradition, and of mm. course, Jewish temple worship has a strong musical component to the point where they would have an order of musicians that were permanent musicians at mm. the temple. So it really goes all the way back to the beginning of the Jewish temple worship, uh, okay. the beginning of Christian worship.
5: Yeah, and Doctor, I also think of the Psalms, you know, the Book of Psalms, and uh, how instrumental they were in both, you know, the Jewish liturgies and also, obviously, our liturgies here, and uh, we couldn't do it without the Psalms. Right.
3: Right. And it's true, isn't it, that uh, certain parts of the New Testament, uh, Scripture scholars will figure this was a a hymn of the, like the, you know, from Philippians 2 about Jesus taking, you know, uh, lowering himself, uh, that he took on the name greater than all names, you know, that this was... Right. There are certain aspects of the New Testament writings that are kind of, in scriptural scholarship, considered to be, these were parts of the liturgy that were, uh, were that St. Paul referred to and, and New Testament authors used, right?
9: Right, exactly. Yeah, the line between spoken word, written word, and uh, singing is really very fluid. The psalms themselves, to psalm something, is actually a verb, mm. to sing it. Hmm. So
3: why do you suppose that is? What, what's the great link here between the, the liturgy worship and uh, and music, song?
9: Well, I think, I think this is not even unique to Judaism or Christianity. I think there's a basic human sense that when you're worshiping God, when you're dealing with the divine, speaking is not enough, it's not sufficient. Hmm. Too pedestrian. There's nothing wrong with speaking in the sense that it's profane, but it's not good enough we we have some kind of an elevated more beautiful way of dealing with the deity and i think that's universal to human experience you can find that across cultures something different it's something out of the ordinary more beautiful more elevated than speech
3: hmm. I've heard it said that in heaven all is either singing or silence. I don't, I don't know if there's any basis for that, but it's, it, I, I think it speaks to what you're saying—that there's there's that response of of utter reverence and receptivity, or or the most lofty of of vocal response to the Lord.
9: Well, exactly. Yeah, in Christianity we have the image of revelation. It's full mm-hmm. of music, from, including the angels mm-hmm. chanting the Holy Holy across the altar of God, and also the saints, um, singing forever in heaven. So we have a specific
5: reference that our end eternally is to sing. You know, Doctor, you mentioned chanting right there. Uh, Could you give us a little compare and contrast, uh, chanting versus singing or songs?
9: Well, really, they're interchangeable. Um, And I think one central idea in Catholic liturgy is that uh, we chant the Mass. We sing the Mass. It's mm. interchangeable. So anything that's written could be sung, really anything, mm. from, from the scripture readings themselves to the simple dialogues. Um, chanting, though, I think maybe one way to think about it, it chanting is a little simpler version, whereas singing would be more composed. Um, chanting could be just simple tones that we chant on, even a single note. Singing brings to mind maybe a hymn or something well, with a more well-defined, composed melody. Uh, but I think out of the simple chanting
10: of all the liturgical texts comes the more complicated music. Mm. Yeah,
3: I, uh, I recall one time I went to visit my sister who lives out in the Seattle area, and uh, in the small town where she lives, the the priest there, I'd been there for a Christmas Mass, I think it was a midnight Mass, and and he actually sang the entire Mass. I'd never been at uh, anything like that before? But it was it was really striking.
9: Well, I mean, yeah, it's interesting because the basic form of the Roman Rite, the, the standard from which we depart for pastoral reasons, but the standard is really just to sing everything. Hmm. And uh, unfortunately, it's it's unusual that we hear that nowadays. Yeah, uh, but it's certainly not only allowed but ideal to sing everything.
5: Now, Dr., uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but hymns were not always per se part of the Mass. Uh, we always had antiphons that we, we would sing. And could you tell me what singing, in your opinion, brings to the Mass? How does it make it more effective? How does it make people attending Mass, participating in Mass how does that bring them to maybe a greater appreciation of what's happening at the Mass? Uh, well, hymns are certainly part of the
9: liturgy in the sense that they are an integral part of the liturgy of the hours, mm-hmm. and they have been. Uh, they, You're correct, they are not part of the Mass officially, although they're certainly allowed at Mass. Um, you know, when the Church talks about singing, the basic idea, or the basic thing that music brings to the Mass is to take these liturgical texts and render them more uplifting, more beautiful, more palatable for those people at Mass. So the idea is that music should help us enter into Mass and pray the Mass more easily by being beautiful. The Church talks about how singing helps to unify our outward actions so that our inward actions can be unified, um, and also just to make those texts, I think less banal, less just spoken mm-hmm. text, and something that we can enter into as an elevated, more beautiful expression. So that ideally, music will help the faithful pray the mass and enter into mass better.
3: Now, Dr. Osterman, um, so you know when we go to mass, uh, some of the hymns we we sing are you know hundreds of years old, and then we'll hit you know the Marty Hogan uh, Burnett. Bernadette Farrell, or whatever. Um, how has music changed through the years? and and you know what what are the things that you uh, find especially compelling?
9: Well, I think we often, especially you know twenty first century America, we have a very short perspective on church music, but uh, you know, dating back especially just to fifty years, sixty years to the Council of Vatican II. But I think it's good to keep in mind a two thousand year perspective of church music. and really, for so the first 1,000 years or so, music was very simple. In fact, instruments weren't even allowed, hmm. not even the pipe organ. So that's 1,000 years of church history, just singing simple melodies. So the fundamental change is simply that music gets more complex. We have uh, more voices singing and instruments. That's the biggest change from a 2,000-year perspective. And I think that's a great thing, because... It's a flowering of art and beauty and the liturgy.
5: Now, uh, Doctor, you have uh, 30 seconds to answer this question, uh, and I think you touched on it there. Any tradition with music that you would like to see make a comeback?
9: I think the central thing that would be helpful, and according to the mind of the Church, that we need to get back to is simply taking singing the Mass as the basis of what we do and adding on hymns and other songs onto that foundation of singing the Mass itself. That's really what the Church has asked for over and over again throughout the 20th century, including at Vatican II. That's
3: excellent. And we think of uh, say how St. Augustine said that he who sings prays twice, right? Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Osterman, for being on with us this morning, and uh, thank you for you know, helping to draw us deeper into this aspect of the liturgy.
9: Thanks for having me. God bless.
3: All right, it's time for our last break of the morning, but stay with us because when we return on Real Presence Live, Catholic education doesn't come from a school or a church for that matter. It's one of the most important forms of education that some parents forget about and leave to someone or leave to someone else. We'll explain when we return after this break.
0: This is Real Presence Live local engaging live on the real Presence radio network
1: mayo pharmacy in bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care we're pro-life and pro-family so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs we have catholic gifts for all ages from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes plus we offer clinical services including immunizations and individualized medication packaging Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries. Set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France Pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with Spiritual Director, Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Thérèse of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com slash register trip number 166594
4: the wanzig family foundation has proudly supported the mission of real presence radio since 2004 with their help we've been able to continue spreading jesus christ's message of hope throughout north dakota minnesota south dakota wisconsin and wyoming The Wanzig Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzig Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith
0: and hope. This program on the RPR Network is brought to you in part by St. Mary's Central High School in Bismarck. Did you know that St. Mary's Central High School has been educating students for over 140
7: years? I did. And did you know that this year is historic, too? Why is that? It's our final year as a high school at our current historic location, which has served us well for over 60 years. Good point, Gabby. I think that's a great way to encapsulate St. Mary's Central High School, rooted in tradition, moving courageously into the future. That's right, Father Bauk. Although I'll be graduating this year, I know the new high school in North Bismarck carries with it all the traditions of our Catholic faith, our academic excellence, and the great success we've had in fine arts and athletics, and I'm proud of being part of that tradition. We know that wherever the Catholic Church goes to spread the gospel, she seeks to educate and form the people in every place around the world. We continue the Church's mission to form and educate
0: the leaders of our society. For more information, visit smchs.org. All
3: right, we're moving into our final segment of Real Presence Live, and we are blessed and honored to be joined now by Bishop John Lavor of the Diocese of New Ulm. Good morning to you, Your Excellency. Good morning. It's good to be with you. Well, welcome back good to, to Real Presence you. Live. We're so happy you're with us. Yes, yes, this is great. So we're here kind of in the midst of Catholic Schools Week, for those that have school. Uh, <laughs> what's going on in yeah. your area?
8: Well, uh, unfortunately, it's it's bitter cold. <laughs> and, uh, all of our schools were closed. We had snow on Monday. You know, a storm came through, and now bitter cold. So all the schools have been closed for three days. Oh, so, really?
3: You uh, didn't have uh, Monday mass- either?
8: Okay. Not Monday either. So we had uh, all the masses I had scheduled. I had six masses in six different schools, and they were all canceled. Oh, because were in the now,
5: now, might I propose... Your Excellency, that from a student point of view, they love this. This might be the best Catholic Schools week (laughs) yet. (laughs) The best ever. They
8: love love days like this. And I think the teachers do too. When I was a a pastor, we had a Catholic school, and the sisters there uh, would pray for snow days. We'd get us naughty, and I'd say, "Sisters, you're yeah. praying
5: again." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Saint Agu- uh, Saint Benedict's sister, Saint Scholastica, oh, yes, yeah. prayed yeah. that right. it would uh, monsoon so that they could spend a little bit more time together conversing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, sometimes yeah, God yeah. listens to uh, yeah. others there. <laughs> yep, yep,
3: that's right. Well, you know, Bishop it actually sets us up well for our segment that we we're going to discuss here because we we're talking about how Catholic education isn't something that only takes place in the school setting, right? That this is actually something that originates from a different area, and the schools are intended to be a support. What What are we talking about here?
8: Uh, we're talking about the family. Uh, mm-hmm. The family is really the, uh, as John Paul, St. John Paul called it, the domestic church. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's in the home that children are uh, firstborn in the faith, and the parents are, the first educators of their children. So um, the Catholic school is meant to uh, supplement, reinforce, strengthen the faith of the children uh, that, that takes place, the formation of which takes place primarily in the whole.
10: Mm.
5: You know, I have to echo that Bishop because, you know, as a chaplain of a high school and middle school, I see that so quite clearly that if, we are able to supplement what is there what the students are already getting at home wow that is super effective for sure. and it makes everyone's job a whole lot easier and those young people are going to own the faith at that point if they're getting it at home and they're getting it supported and sanctioned at the school they're they're right where they need to be god has provided for them an environment which they're in which they're able to grow in their faith and to be effective faith leaders in the future. Yeah.
8: That's right. And, of course, that all assumes that uh, the parents are living their faith, right? uh, you know, and making sure that uh, the home is a domestic church where the faith is taught, and uh, children are formed, and love is shown. So uh, if the parents aren't uh, living their faith, you know, going to Mass, and uh, living a moral life, then uh, you know the old saying goes: the the children uh, will do what the parents do mm-hmm. rather than what the parents say. Right. So and you I, can say one thing, but if you're not doing it, you're not a very good example.
3: Right. And I think anyone that's involved in Catholic school, Catholic education, would recognize that you know if if that's not taking place in the home, the the schools have a really uphill battle in being able to form the young people. Uh, if that's not being reinforced at home and really initiated in the home, right?
8: That's right. Yeah. It uh, and it, you know and, and St. John Paul had so many good insights into marriage and family life, and uh, he would say, you know, your brothers and sisters in the home uh, help to to uh, uh, file off the rough edges in our character. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, your brothers and sisters know you the best. And they're the ones who are going to call you to task. So uh, to have brothers and sisters uh, in the home is also an important part of the domestic church.
5: Right, and then in the home, like you say, Bishop, you're almost forced to learn about patience, forgiveness, mercy, unselfishness. So. Yeah, The Lord has really provided a great environment for us to learn about virtue and to learn our faith before I've got, we go out into I've the
3: world. I've got uh, two kids in college, two daughters in college, and five little kids at home right now, and there's a lot of filing and a lot of rough edges that are routine, routinely being worked off on a daily basis there, Bishop.
8: I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure.
3: And you know, it, it, uh, it's funny, my my wife actually homeschools our kids. We have many friends and family that are in Catholic schools, and we're big supporters of that. Uh but uh, she homeschools our kids, and my, uh, my 12-year-old yesterday, he said, you know, this is really not fair because the, the, the kids in school actually get these days off when the schools are closed, whereas my kids still have to be doing school
5: today. Keen insight, a keen insight. Yep. <laughs> it, it,
8: yes, it is, it yeah, is,
5: yeah. Now, Bishop, can we start the cause of his wife for sainthood yeah, already? I mean, before absolutely. she dies, <laughs> so it's, uh, that's a remarkable.
8: I think that, I think that should be introduced. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I do. Yep.
3: Well, uh, you know, as, as I understand it, they do have to be dead first. I'd really la- rather hold off on this if it's okay with you guys. <laughs> uh,
8: yeah. let's, uh, let's, wait. let's wait for a while. <laughs> All right, that sounds fair. <laughs> All right. So, so I remember, you know, in, uh, in our home, and uh, my mom was a, a woman of prayer, and my dad as well. You know, he mm-hmm. would, my dad would, uh, you know, say, okay, you know, kids, let's kneel down and say the rosary. Mm-hmm. And he'd, he'd lead the rosary, and we hated it, you know. Mm-hmm. We, there were always much more uh, exciting and interesting things to do. But it's because my dad said, "Let's let's say the rosary," and we we did. Mm-hmm. So it's both the mother and the father. It just can't be one. It's got to be both working together to to form the children in the faith.
5: And I too, uh, Bishop Ken, this is Father Charles Lacroix speaking. I too can remember those times where the family would get down on our knees in the living room and pray a rosary. And so those are the things that stick with you, and they kind of set the trajectory of your faith journey, you know, from very early on. Yeah.
8: Absolutely, yeah, that's right. And I would always choose the the easy chair to, to kneel <laughs> by. It was always the softest place to, you know, to rest myself while I was praying the rosary. So I'm not saying everything was idyllic, but uh, we prayed, and that was the important thing.
5: So you were you're showing the virtue of prudence even early on there, Bishop.
8: Oh, I was... Uh, I don't know if it's prudence or not, <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I will say I'll testify that uh the family you you kind of have to throw the ideal out the window and deal with the real and <laughs> yeah. you know okay, yes. at least they're not yeah. uh, you know sticking a knife in one of you know one of their siblings, so this is yeah
8: that's right, yeah, <laughs> but my dad, you know, my mom and dad you know always took us to mass and they said, you know, we want you to see and participate in the mass, so mm-hmm. we're sitting in the front front pew, so we always sat on the front pew, uh, and my dad was one of the first—this was way back when lay people were just uh, beginning to be lectors and my dad was a lector, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, read the, the first couple of readings at the Mass. So, I mean, to have that kind of example is, uh, you know, is irreplaceable in the family.
3: Absolutely. Uh, yep. So, Bishop, how can Catholic education at the school serve to supplement Catholic education in the home? And what are the impacts of that?
8: Well, you know, simply to be, you know, a place where uh, Jesus is proclaimed and known and loved uh, within the school, and uh, we have so many resources today in the Catholic school to make that possible. Um, there's more uh, information and knowledge on the Catholic faith than there ever has been, uh, and also uh, to pray, to Begin each class period with prayer, to have Mass uh, with, uh, with the pastor, and, uh, you know, those things are, are irreplaceable. And uh, to, you know, to do works of, of charity, you know, to organize the classes so that they can, you know, maybe sing Christmas carols at the nursing home, or uh, to go out to others. You know, Pope Francis is calling us always to get out of ourselves, uh-huh. And a uh, Catholic school it can be that environment where we get out of ourselves and serve one another.
3: Bishop, this isn't coming up this week during Catholic Schools Week, but there is going to be a benefit for the Catholic schools in your diocese coming up in March. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
8: Well, I, I think a lot of dioceses have this. Uh, we call our get-together Brunch with the Bishop. Oh, yeah. This is the fifth time we've had this, and uh, I'll be going out to... Uh, Holy Redeemer Parish in Marshall—that's uh, one of our largest Catholic mm. schools—and we'll have Mass uh, at ten o'clock in the morning, and then eleven o'clock brunch with the bishop. Uh, so, uh, a special collection is uh, going to be taking place for. Uh, we have a couple of Catholic school endowments in the diocese, and we'll be taking collections for the uh, for the those endowments and. I actually go around and, and help to serve the breakfast. Oh. I have a, I have a nice apron I put on with, uh, <laughs> with, with my parish, uh, 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 with, with the diocesan coat of arms, and I go out and I, I talk with everybody and just have a good time.
5: That's awesome. Time well spent, you know, Absolutely. for Catholic education, nothing, well, nothing greater.
8: Yeah, yeah. That's right. I enjoy it. Excellent. So, uh, it's it just, um, you know, a good way to support our Catholic schools and to show— uh, our teachers and parents, that I support them, and I'm with them.
3: Cool. Well, that's so that's going to be Sunday, March 24th, at Church of the Holy yep. Redeemer, and Holy 10 a.m. Mass, right?
8: Yep, that's uh, right. And 11 o'clock brunch with the bishop.
5: 11 o'clock brunch. Depending on lo- how long the homily is, right? Yeah. <laughs>
8: right, yeah, exactly. Well, mine are no longer than 10 minutes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> As a, as a parish priest, I learned if they're longer than ten minutes, you're going to lose half the people. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Father uh, Charles yes, knows about
5: that. Absolutely, That's absolutely.
10: Fantastic.
3: Well, Bishop, we want to thank you for being on with us this morning, and especially thank you for your response to Jesus and being a spiritual father for all of us. Uh, for for bringing the Lord Jesus to us to the people of the Diocese of New Alm, uh, it's just a privilege to have uh, men like you, uh, generous uh, and faithful. So um, we want to thank you once well, again.
8: It's a privilege for me, and God called me, and here I am.
5: God awesome. bless you, Bishop. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Yep. Thanks
3: so much. Uh, stay yeah. warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thank All right. you. All right. Bye. God bless. All right. Well, we've come to the close there, No, Eli. we won't go. <laughs>
4: okay. We won't
3: go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Eli, uh, for, for the replacement crew,
4: yeah, well, it tomorrow. You know, it, it's, it's the end of this show, but we've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning from There's 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Tim Mosier. Oh, good. Every part of our listening area has its own personality, and Aberdeen, South Dakota, is no exception. We'll talk with Tim about what makes his city, and more specifically, the Ron Cully Catholic School System, unique and special. Also, during Catholic Schools Week, we've been highlighting the great work of our diocesan Catholic schools. Did you know that there is another group of Catholic schools doing great work when it comes to forming students spiritually to be leaders in their communities? Jennifer Henderson will share her experience with homeschooling and why it was the right choice for her family. And we have a repeat guest here. Father Charles LaCroix will be coming on with Grace Beauchamp from Shanley High School to talk to us uh, about what they're doing for Catholic Schools Week and how important uh, is knowledge when it comes to being faithful. So that and a whole lot more coming up tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Very I told cool. you I wasn't going. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he's he, sticking around here. You he brought a sleeping bag. He's, he's in <laughs> sack out in the corner of That's the right. studio.
3: We do want to mention one more time, just in case uh, people have tuned in late into the program, that due to the extremely cold temps, the Know Your Faith competition, which was set to begin tomorrow morning at 11 Central, has been postponed. They're hoping to reschedule it, uh, and we'll keep you updated on that. Um, it gives people time more time to study. That's right? very true. So, that's very true. They're going to try to take down Sacred Heart, who's that's right the returning champ. And uh, you know, really, in two years they've accomplished a lot. They have. Runners up, champs. Yeah.
5: So there's there's some studying to be done,
3: some work to be. done. It, and
5: it's great to just tune in uh, real presence t- for that contest because you, as a listener, will learn something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure,
3: no doubt. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm sure that you, father, is you're. Oh, do yeah. you know? Are there, when you when they're listening off all the questions? You're like, oh yeah,
5: know that, know that, know yeah. that.
3: Is, now, there,
5: there's a couple in there that are like, hmm, boy, that's, yeah. that's a, that could go either way. Yeah. You know? So we, we always need an arbiter to decide whether that answer is fully the uh, answer or okay. not. So, it's yeah. always kind of fun to test yourself fun. and see how, how you're doing. Right. So that could be a good, good
3: uh, way for people to do the same. And then they can actually listen to the broadcast from last year on realpresenceradio.com. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. God bless you. God, God bless
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page. Real Presence Live. Local. Engaging. Live. On the Real Presence Radio Network.